Thoroughbred Weekly on the Sunday morning. We were lucky to get through yesterday. I thought after the uh, the highway we were in awful trouble. We might have been going home early. But what saved that meeting yesterday were later in the day, the, the rain eased off and the field sizes got smaller. Yes. We, I can't remember more late scratchings at a race meeting. It was up to about 21 by the end, but that's what saved the meeting at the end. The smaller fields, as we got through the tough part of the early card, it got uh, it, it was much more favourable for racing on that track with smaller fields. Yeah, look, it's uh, we're spoilt for choice now. They've got other options That's right. these days, and any little hiccup, they pull them out. But uh, it did save the day, I must say. Look, it, it, it wasn't bottomless. It was just a heavy eight or nine, but they were still running. There was room to move. It could have got a lot worse, mm. put it that way. But a messy day, as you can understand, when it's drizzling throughout the day, and... Um, yeah, we'll get through it. I was a couple of very impressive winners and good train on to be better horses. Yeah. And a few forget runs, definitely. Oh. You go through the stewards report, didn't handle the track, didn't handle the track, mm. forget the run, first up, didn't go a yard in it. It got to the point where we were just doing the scratchings race by race. Yes. Because you couldn't keep up. I missed one in the last. I had Robusto still running. I, missed, yeah. I knew I'd miss one. It was 2.34. He was oh. 2.34. Uh, yeah, look, it's uh, you're right. You, how can you treat this meeting as far as these horses that have failed. You've got to be very forgiving on meetings like this where it's raining yeah. on the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, C Brown, the smartest uh, guy in the... Uh, he's just too, he's he's too, too clever good. for us, wasn't he? He's already locked it in for next year. <laughs> as well. I tried. They said, no, Brown's got that one. But uh, 2024. Well, um, there were plenty of highlights to go through. And let's start with race one, Dipsy Doodle. Now, the two-year-olds, uh, Dipsy Doodle puts back-to-back -back wins on the board. Yeah, look, she was just uh, just perfectly set up, wasn't she? She'd had a, especially when you get to these tracks that are wet and these horses are starting off and, and she's got a fitness edge with two runs back, third up off a win, everything just fell into place. And punters, punters rallied on to her. I tell you what, they only rallied on to her the last 30 seconds of betting because she was $3.30 as they were moving in the barrier. She was $3.10 with two horses ready to go in and then... Bang, $2.60 everywhere across the board and $2.30 on every tote. So the, they moved on her, the big boys, late. They left it till late and I thought they were in trouble halfway down the oh. straight here. I thought Thunderlips had a measure. I thought he was going to go straight past her. I thought the eye-catcher was the debutante there, Jukas. Or Jukasi, I'm not sure of his name there, but his run was huge. I didn't realise, watching, till I went back and watched the replay, how far back and how much ground he made up. A couple more strides and I think he actually picks her up and wins the race. Agree. I, I, I do a little column and I have to pick a horse to follow for the day. That was it. Him. Yeah. That was Definitely. it. Because he, look, he's bred to run a mile. Yeah. And look, we can, you can get it so, so wrong. He might be just a wet tracker, but... I don't think so. Uh, I think he might have something up yep, the sleeve, definitely. that horse. And he is the horse to follow up in the day because he's got 
youth and upside on him. And he side. was a bit buzzy. He's yeah. still got a lot to learn. Yeah, um, I think you're right. He, he's a really nice horse going forward. Well, let's hear from uh, James Cummings. It was the first of a winning double for Dylan Gibbons. Surprisingly, she mid-race, she really latched onto the bridle and probably did a little bit too much in the middle stages. But um, her fitness and her ability and class got her through over the concluding stages. She has left a sitting shot there late. The others were presenting like they were a big chance. Yeah, she looked a little bit vulnerable there at about the 100 metre mark. But uh, you know, she's got some form against some very nice horses. So um, she's a naturally a very feisty, strong-spirited filly. So. Um, you know, she really put that into play over the last 100 metres and um, was, was, you know, strong to the line. Before I had a chance to get in too much, she made my mind up for me. She was quite relaxed, but once she just got to her comfort zone, it wasn't comfortable with the field. And so I was happy to let her roll. And to her credit, once I did get there, although I didn't get a long one, she did allow me to give herself a breather. And the best part about her win was when I clicked it to come up underneath me, she sure didn't give me what I thought she was going to, but just loved her last 100 metres, you know. Once the challenges came, she really knew what to do then. James has obviously aged <laughs> and, and gone grey. Uh, let's go to the uh, second now. Was this the win of the day? Was this the win of the day? Uh, second, second. Second win of the day. Second biggest. I think the midway winner was a little bit more okay. impressive. Okay. But it, you don't see horses winning with 63 and a half too often, do you? Not Especially not. on conditions no. like this. No, and he didn't have any wet track form going in. He gets in. held up for a little stride here too, which is even worse when you've got a big weight. But he's a good horse. He, he's obviously a good horse. And he's been, I think, a good horse since they put the blinkers on him. And that's where he ran the fast time at Albury and, and uh, was enormous in the country championship final. And he proved that yesterday. It's as simple as that. All that other lead-up form stacked up, didn't it? Now, that same race, that Listomania, Preemptory and, and Cache My Crown, they all finished together the other day. So that, that stacked up as, as strong form. Uh, but he just had superior thought form. He did. He, uh, he looked great, didn't he? Yeah, he really, he's a he big looked, horse. He's a big boy. It was just a matter of... He, if it was a dry track, you probably wouldn't have questioned the weight. But it was the fact that it had deteriorated so much by the time we got to race two mm. that you were worried about. We're 63 and a half plus the kilo, so 64 and a half. Well, he you mentioned he, no, he, he actually weighed, officially, he weighed in at 64.7. There you go. 64.7. There was an extra 200 grams of um, water. rain and water, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I thought... Smoother Spree was really good considering he doesn't go a yard in the wet. Oops. Poor Clint London come down the day before thinking he was get it, getting mm. a soft track at the worst. Um, and I actually said in my comments, I think he'll be just following the field round. He wasn't beaten all that he was far. Good. So he was good he considering. He's not a dry track. Yeah, no, he's a dry tracker for sure. I didn't realise when I uh, interviewed Ronnie Stubbs after the race, I only found out later that it was his birthday yesterday. So he had plenty to celebrate, Ronnie Stubbs and James McDonald. Very disappointed to arrive today and see the rain set in and uh, progressively the track get worse and worse and actually there was a moment where I thought, do we scratch or not? Mm. And um, to carry 63 and a half in these conditions is just a super effort. Well, he's carried more than that with the vest and all that rain that he's carrying uh, the jockey. No, that's right, exactly. And, you know, perfect ride, which is yeah. all you can expect. And, yeah, James, but uh, no, it's just fantastic. Gee, you must have done so well after the country championships run. Just bloomed, actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And uh, we don't have to do a lot with him. Uh, so now we'll just uh, put him in the paddock and hopefully we can buy a Kosciuszko ticket. Is that what you want, the comeback for the Kosciuszko? We'd love to. Yeah. And what about him at 1,200 metres? Yeah, not concerned about that at all. Um, 
Look, um, on a good track, he's got an explosive sprint, and um, that is a concern today that we're going to lose that. But um, he was able to sort of fight it out, and now it's history. Obviously, the rain picked up once the, once we walked into the barriers. It was pretty dicey, but like it's it's um, visibilities. Especially if this rain keeps up, it's going to be um, pretty pretty hard in these full fields. That's for sure. But um, Ron's birthday today, so wish you a very happy birthday for that. And obviously, um, his horse delivered the treats. That's a big effort. I mean, with your weight, with your vest, 64 and a half, and to do it on a very wet track. Yeah, for sure, huge effort. Yeah, he's a great trainer, and he always has his horses immaculately turned out, and they always perform really well. So it's a pleasure to ride from. OK, I don't know where he sits in the, uh, the Kosciuszko, but off the back, off the back of the uh, country championships, and of course we're looking at last year's Kosciuszko winner there in front page, it's going to be another great addition. Mm. There he is, $17, and I think the, normally the tickets go on sale around the Grafton Carnival, middle of July. July, I think, yep, start Yep, that's promoting. when the tickets start uh, being sold, so that's where they want to go and why not? There's some good country horses around, mm. aren't there? There's some very, we're looking at that market anyway. Yep. So uh, that's Bianco Villano. Now let's go to the midway, Ronnie, and this is, in, you say, the win of the day. Oh, yeah, considering circumstances, you have a look at this horse, Wrathful, here. Uh, on the point of the turn, he's in all sorts of trouble and loses momentum. Uh, where the, the second horse that was with him um, has sort of a miracle spin. He was with him, but he gets he gets the run through and pinches two, two or three lengths on him while he's still trying to get, get out. So, and probably the only horse to be really winning right down the outside here. So, he looks, look, um, Sam gets um, emotional with his horses and talks them up, and I think he's talking up the right product here. And it's easy to get carried away with midway form, but he's lightly raced. He's bred to stay, um, and this is a huge win. Uh, no matter what way you look at it, it's a huge win. So he's very interesting, uh, the next move he makes with him. And, and look, May Rose was good, Miracle Spin was good, and Decadent Tails I thought was very brave in front after going out pretty hard. So set up for the back marker, and he really capitalised. He's a, what do you make of him? I love him. I, I remember seeing him on debut at Warwick Farm and I thought, jeez, I like this horse. He was tipped out. He came back first up at Warwick Farm and he never looked. I was watching the race with Sam and I'm thinking, I said, Sam, you're no hope of winning from here. And then he hits his flat spot and then all of a sudden he just, mm. he Did Sam he get finds. excited with 50 metres to go, did he? Or? He, <laughs> no, he, he, was, he, he kept his cool actually. Did he? He well, did. I and imagine. I turned around and said to him, wow, you've got something to work with now. And he, he was tickled pink after no, that run. Of course. To, You've got to remember he's a stayer to come out and do that second up when he's only steps yeah. up. If you just go back to the meters. point of the turn and have a look at him, you know, he was he was so off balance and like his wheels were spinning a little bit after getting that hurled up uh, situation. So I, I just feel, wow, he's just out of play there. And um, away he goes when he finally gets here and he gets moving. It's um, That's a big performance to pick yourself don't up. Worry, don't worry about Sam cheering. Shani started to cheer about him. Here. <laughs> I did, didn't I? May Rose was the pick of the yard. No, I... The early crow. Oh, the know. early crow at the 150. There's a few early crows yesterday. There were. Yeah. There were a few there yeah. that looked like they were they were hitting the lead at the right time, only to be blown away by something coming home down the outside. Yep, for sure. Happened on several occasions. Here's, um, well, here is Sam Kavanagh, and Dylan Gibbons got his second win for the day, and it took him to 49 Metropolitan wins for the season. Yeah, look, it's only a midway, but I don't know, has there ever been a midway that impressive? Uh, he's 
bloody good. He's yeah. Really, yeah, he'd be the best I've had by a long way, yeah. So he's pretty exciting, and we're hoping that he'll be a proper spring carnival horse. So Best horse you've trained? Oh, I mean, obviously, I had proper ones when I was at Dad's, but the best yeah. one, oh, yeah, I've had group winners, so he'd be the best, yeah, by a long way. So hopefully he'll measure up and be a... a I mean, if he, if he gets a mile and a half, which we think he will, and that's what he's bred to do, um, you know, he's, he's going to be a pretty... Serious stayer in the spring, I think. So um, to do that over 1500 is very good. He had nowhere to go. Um, you know, he's only gone through his grades now. He hasn't put it all together, but when he does, uh, look out. What's his best surface? Oh, don't know. I was worried today, but uh, he seemed to tick that box pretty well. Yeah. So um, look, he's he's pretty he's pretty good. So. So just take me to, through his initial steps now. What what stepping stones are you going to use? Oh, we'll go to Scone. There's another midway there. And then uh, he can go to Ramwick for a 2,000 metre race and then there's a race for him at the end of the carnival at Queensland. At, um, and we'll see where that sort of takes him. He, uh, whether that'll qualify him for something in the spring or whether we look at a, you know, a five diamonds or whether we look at a staying race over the spring. We'll wait and see. There's plenty of money everywhere. Yeah, look, it's, 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 it's really exciting to have a horse that's this untapped. And yeah. he has to keep, obviously, on that upward spiral, but he's just... I mean, he's doing things over seven furlongs for a horse that should be going 2,400 metres. And he's, uh, you know, I mean, I hope he stays. If he doesn't, he's going to make me look silly. But, <laughs> but, but everything says to us he's a stayer and he's a bloody exciting horse. He got me out of trouble there because he's just so casual and just making it hard to put him in a spot to give him clear running. And, you know, when I got out of the furlong, I thought, oh, I hope I get there. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit stiff. But, look, he's, he's a proper horse. And to do that on this ground... Yeah, you know, sky's the limit. I know it's only a midway and he's been well placed so far, but he just gives you that feel that, you know, he can just keep improving and improving and who knows where the sky is. Does he hit a bit of a flat spot? Yeah, the whole race. <laughs> he just <laughs> be good if Sam took a bit of his casualness and Sam gave the horse a bit of nerves to spark him up a bit. But nah look, he, he's just he's just a true and true stayer and raw ability is helping him win these races at the minute, so be scared to see what happens when he gets to twenty four hundred. Okay, more on this. Uh, they all keep what? bringing up this 2400. They've got him Caulfield Cup favourite already. <laughs> Jockey entry. <laughs> uh, more on this Rose Hill meeting after the break. Uh, it was the Apprentices' Day. They won six of the ten races. More of that to come. Okay, let's go to race number four. This was a uh, 72 over 1,200 metres and a cruel summer for Paul Perry and uh, Regan Bayliss was having its first start since the Provincial Midway Championships. Uh, we went round a $12 chance. Yeah, I think if you were giving me a chance in, the, in his previous run in the Championships because of the wet track there, but he just got too far back, obviously. So ridden on the speed... Obviously, you love the conditions, did a good job carrying the 59 and a half. This race obviously fell apart with scratchings. And uh, I thought Anna Game was very good first up. Hasn't won a race in a long while, but second prep for Joan out. I'm sure he'll find a race for her somewhere. And Valiancy was good. Just go, got caught on a limb a little bit there, and I thought... Uh, um, battled on pretty good considering the conditions. Now there's a little horse I want to follow here, uh, maybe more so in six months. This, this Kaima, mm. he did a few things wrong. So he's six months behind all these horses. He's only a three-year-old. He looks like a baby too. Yeah, well he's only really two. Yeah, yeah. And he I looks think like a baby. if he's just nurtured through and 
and just let him grow up a little bit. Yeah. I, I reckon he can go through his classes in, in, in the spring, going through the midweek classes and on maybe something. I, I, I like that run. I, I do. Like... He'd only had one trial. He was fresh in the yard. He was very babyish to look at. He was caught deep the entire And over race being he deep. He did. Yeah. He did. And he still finished off. I, I certainly think he was the one to, to follow out of the race. You're right. And again, she was really good. Few obviously there that didn't handle the track pretty well. Lavish Empire, um, Contemporary is another one that things didn't go right there. So a few genuine excuses. But Cruel Summer uh, said this yesterday. I remember it was Canterbury. It was probably this time last year. He won at Canterbury on, and I mean it was bottomless mm. that day. And he won by about five lengths or something. So he's he's a genuine mm. wet tracker, and he just relished those conditions. Uh, long time Paul Perry employee Mick Rowland was there, and Regan Bayless, the winning rider. Yeah, he sort of missed it and he was back too far. He was in a hopeless position that day and um, he likes to be up in the firing line. And I just said today, the boss's instructions to have him up there. And the boy did the rest. He just He's too strong when he's up there up the lead. Yeah, and, and he likes it wet. Oh, he does. Yeah. All the stars lined up for him today. That's right. Might be, I wonder if there's a race at Scone coming up. Could be. He's been drawn wider barriers and he's been having to get too far out of his ground but today we were able to utilise that barrier, always in control of the race and um, really got through that ground well which is a big plus here today. He just relishes it, I remember seeing him winning on a bottomless track previously. He really did and he was still full of running right through the line so you know we're coming into these winter months now and I think you can string a couple together. Alright now this next race, race five, this, this completely changed. We had a completely different race uh, to the one that um, was presented on Thursday night on Formline and even on Saturday morning when you were doing the form on the on the radio. Yeah, I reckon we lost the four favourites, so it, was, it did become a... We lost Foxfighter, Hellfest, Spiranak and Vowmaster. Yeah, well, they were all hard in the market pretty well. And I think he started off a 25 to 1 chance to steer when all those horses were in the race. Mm. So he, look, he was just another one, too fit. You need fit horses on, on days like this. And he'd been up and going and racing well um, in much easier races than this. So he was just too good. He's going to be, you know, he's honest, but he's going to be a little bit hard to place after this win, I would have thought now, because he'll go up again in the ratings. And that's his, probably his level. I, I thought he, he was good considering. Uh, he was one you could have gone the early crow about as well, but but you would have had that in the back of your mind. No trial leading into the race and just half a run short. And, well, Zuchak was a good return from a 1,400-metre horse. So, and Kips Bay, it looked ordinary on paper, but did pull up with the thumps. And Dashing Legend may have just struggled with the 1,200 metres. That's all I can work out there, but... Yeah, it's a hard race to assess. It was. She, dashing, dashing legend, she came round the turn and she just looked... And you could tell in Luke Marlowe's voice that he thought she was just going to go straight past mm. them and let down and win. She did pull up um, quite quickly and Stuart's report just said... It didn't mention anything about the distance. It was more just the wet track yeah, she right had well, She it. has won close to the distance in the past, but not... I think not a better form is at the 11. Yeah, mm. exactly. And McAvoy was suspended. He pled guilty. He just got conscript at the first turn. He just came over and didn't give him that two lengths. He gave him a better length mm. and the stewards uh, suspended uh, Karen. I don't uh, think he misses a Saturday, though. I think he's no, out from was, Sunday to the... He's back the, for Scone, I think he can yeah, ride. Yeah. Scone, uh, in fact, he... Um, Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll double-check that when we come back, because he, he does. That's right, Shani, he misses Friday. The Cup Day. Cup he's Day. He's the Saturday standalone. But he's going to oh, he's Adelaide. Going to... Oh, OK. He's going to Adelaide to ride in the Derby. OK. So he misses Scone Cup Day, that's right. Um, all right, here is um, Matt Smith and uh, Tyler Schiller. 
Yeah, amazing how things can change. From early in the week when acceptances came out, I thought we were about a 25 to 1 shot. Yeah. And uh, get here today and get a bit of rain, and you know, he's nice and fit and just right, in the right place at the right time for sure. Yeah, and you've just got to pick your mark now and just find the right race for this horse? That's it. I mean, the handicap has caught up with him a bit, and I thought uh, it was a bit tough for him today, but again, just a little bit of luck today, and the weather brought him back into the race. So. Um, yeah, we'll have a hard time finding another one for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when he got out after the screen script, did you get a bit confident be, knowing the other horse was first up? Yeah, just he was close enough, probably at the 300. I thought oh, he's probably close enough now if they were a bit weak late with the conditions the way they are, and he was just tough and just kept galloping, yeah. so it was good effort. At the top of the straight, they out-sprinted him, and I think his fitness dug in late. He really wanted to win it, and two starts back, he was really impressive here, winning the midway. and to come out today and win a benchmark race. He's done a super job. He's such a grinder. Did you feel like you were ever going to pick Conscript up? I did, and when I got past him, he sort of peaked on his run, and I knew Conscript was a very good fighter, so I was expecting him to kick back and be hard to get past. Um, but very good to get a winner for Matt Smith. He's supported me a lot, and I've got a lot of seconds for him lately, so great to get a winner. You're up to 49. You wanted the 50. You're only one away. Almost there. Now it's got to get it. Yeah, just back on uh, McAvoy, uh, extra revs is his ride in the South Australian Derby on Saturday. So that took Schiller to 49. Uh, Zach Lloyd had already got to the 50 some weeks ago. He uh, gets to 55 later in the program, but that brought Tyler Schiller to 49. So he and uh, Dylan, for a time there during the meeting, were both on 49 wins for the Metropolitan season. Let's go to uh, Mars a bit now, race number six. Here's uh, Danny Williams, Galloper Mars a bit, who prior to this had run second in the Albury Cup and second in the Orange Cup. And as he tells us after this, he's heading to the Wagga Cup. Yeah, well, he's like, again, a tough seasoned horse with a couple of 2,000 metre hit outs under his belt. It really stood him in good stead um, with no weight on his back yesterday, Shannon. He was just last man standing, really. Wasn't he? He was, it was an, a huge effort. And then Danny says that he didn't even think he'd get through the ground, but he, he ate it up and, and now he's en route to the Wagga. Kind of a Navajo peak. Uh, maybe the month between or five weeks between the runs yeah. just told on in the latter part of the um, stages there. But quality time. I thought I went the early crow with him. I thought yeah. he was home too. He just travelled far too good. It was good to see him turn his form around from the disappointing effort. The start prior there at Ramwick. Um, and the rest just... Battled yeah. away. A few disappointing runs, but again, the wet track, you put it down to that. Yeah, I think it was a few disappointing runs. Though. Maybe they went out a little bit quick here. They were out on their feet late. They've yeah. come home 39 seconds or something, and that's where the winner with recent toughness on his side come into play. But look, he's got him going well, I must say. And um, yep, he'd be hoping, probably not knowing if he'd handle the wet, you'd probably be hoping he gets a wet track at Wagga now. With no weight on his back. Exactly. Suit him. Well, here is Danny Williams and Jay Ford. We never ever thought that we'd get to this level, but uh, the horse just, you know, he's a happy horse and he just keeps improving and a lovely ride and they ran along to get him off the bridle, which was, you know, what I wanted to see. He pulls hard in his races and when he's relaxed, he's dynamite, so it was a good win. And after that heavy nine the other day, did you give him a, a good chance today getting through this? No, I didn't uh, because he came down the ambulance track at Orange, so it was a lot firmer than the genuine heavy nine the other day. So I was not quite sure how he'd handle today's surface, but we've got a fit horse and it does help. Now, what do you do now? You've, well, you've sort of qualified for the big dance. It'd be preferable to have a win on the board in one of those qualifiers, but you've, um, you've ticked a box. Well, we only have to win the final, don't we? Yeah. But um, look, at the end of the day, uh, our goal always has been as the Wagga Cup. 
He was to draw a soft gate, low weight, good speed. I, I think he's a really good chance. OK, so that's where he goes now, Walker. Six days, yes. He's in good form. Danny said he's been going quite well, which he has. Uh, he was a bit suspect in whether he'd get through these conditions. It was just mainly more he's quite an aggressive horse. It was mainly just getting the first half right and shutting him down and getting the switch off, which we did. And, you know, he, he relished today. He was strong to the line. Um, it's good reward because he's been racing in really good form. He's thinking about backing him up in the Walker Cup. Looks like a suitable race for a horse like him. Well, while he's in form, you know, why not? You know, he's going to go up a few benchmark points today and he'd be a good lightweight chance in a race. And while he's going the way he is, I can't see why he couldn't run well. OK, he's, uh, yeah, with qualification uh, for the big dance, he has won, he's run second in two of them, but I think preferences are there to the winners of, of big dance qualifiers. But there's always the little dance. Yeah, and some people, well, I think some horses are better placed in the little dance than the trainers saying, I don't want to be in the big dance, I want to be in the little dance. They're a bit like me. I, I like a little dance these days, not a big one. <laughs> when we come back, Tyler Schiller, he gets to his 50 in the metropolitan season. Uh, race number seven, the Dean Holland Handicap. After the running of this race, the owners of uh, Money From The Sky donated their entire prize money to the Dean Holland GoFundMe, uh, to which I don't know what the update is this morning, but it's been the support has been incredible, as you would expect. As you would expect. And it's been a sad week. We all know that. Um, and a much-loved young man and a, a, a big young family as well. So... Um, it's much needed and everyone's getting behind the cause and that was a great gesture by Domeland to do this and uh, they've got a nice horse here. Mark's always spoken highly of this horse mm. but he's a he's, he's a, a bit of a dunce. He's a, oh, he, he just he's, drops out and he flops out the back. He's a frustrating horse oh. isn't he? Imagine training him. He's a beautiful horse though. He is. He's a lovely big... You, you nicknamed him Lurch and <laughs> he is. He's just... He's a big Lurch. Yeah. Uh, but he does a good job. Uh, Tyler stayed patient on him. He revved him at the right time, and he was strong. He was strong because he had to do it. He had to do a, make a long, pretty well long sustained run here, and hopefully that's the making of him. And he can, he can go on with the job because he's big and mature. He's been well looked after. Uh, all his wins have been second up. So I still want to. It's, it's, it's still hard to judge, judge the, you know, the, the horse in general. But floating, I think, just wants a fast race. He's just very one pace floating. He's talented. And look, Matt li likes him floating a lot. He doesn't really talk his horses up. So I still I wouldn't give up on him when he get, finds the right circumstances. Nice from Miss Madison uh, first up there. And yeah, uh, look, I think it was all about pretty well the winner who did a pretty good job. Tylish said in the interview, I always told Mark he was his Melbourne Cup horse. Wow. And I actually said to him, have you changed your mind? He said, no, he's going to make a really nice day. He just becomes so detached from the rest of the field. He I just know. lobs out the back. He switches off. He's racing a lot more relaxed now. When they decided to geld him last preparation, so he's come back this time a gelding, and he's much more relaxed. He used to get really revved up, and he used to carry on a bit and over-race, but he's really matured, and... With the way he's racing, he certainly will get a bit of a trip. Mm. Whether it's not, whether it's 3,200, we'll wait and see. But um, I certainly think he's a really nice horse in the making. And if Sarah Ryan, I don't, I don't know where he's going, but if Sarah Ryan mm. um, has him in her stable, she's going to have a lot of fun with him. Mm. Um, most of the horses have been placed 
with other trainers by now. Mark yeah. wouldn't have... Mark's only got a few weeks to go, yeah. so he's yeah. probably said, oh, I've, I've, I've got life. something planned for this horse, I've got mm. something planned, and most... Give him something to do give him before he goes away. Go out with a bang, and, so, and obviously Tyler's... He's got a couple of months to go too. Yeah, is so it? I wonder where Tyler goes. Yeah. I haven't asked. Mark will place him. No, well, he's, he, the, the, it'll be over for, for Tyler because he, um, he, he, he well, he's, he's... He's got till the end of the season, hasn't he? He's still yeah. three months. Yes, but he's... It's still got to be official. He's still got to be apprenticed to someone. Yeah. OK. Yeah, because so he'll he doesn't, have to go under somebody. He doesn't have a claim and he's actually finished his apprenticeship, but he got an extension... He did. ..to, to, to compete in the apprentice's title. Yeah. Yeah. So... He'll just... Um, yeah, I take your point, he does have to officially be indentured to someone. I'd say whoever he goes to lets him do his own thing exactly. and rides a bit of work. Yeah. That's yes. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to mention the two imports there. Pesh Murga, who went very, very well. Well, three, good. essentially. Yeah. Well, three. Podium Karachi came yeah. from New Zealand. She's not an importer. So and much, Man Behind the Money was very good there as well. Mm. So they're, His they're last improved. 50 was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. I... We've got so many of these internationals oh. in town, and they and they're God, they're hard to line. They're up, hard to they? read. They, they, so they can trail bad and race well. Yes. They can trail good and race bad. I, I just I, I'm. I think the yard is very important with these imports. Yeah. Because if they look good, you know they'll run well. Right. Yeah. So you're getting a guide on them that way, are you? Yes. Are that's they, the only and, way I think you can. And that's work standing them out. up. You, you feel that standing 100%. up. One hundred percent. Yeah. So you have a yep. good guide on these two couple of horses because you'll these ones will be in your mind now. Yeah. For next Pashmur I really liked her. I thought yeah. she was she was really impressive to look at. Obviously, Podium Queen, she's a New Zealand mare, but um, she just for, didn't forget her. She didn't go a yard in the wet. But uh, Man Behind the Money, he wasn't wound up. He didn't have that glow about him. And for him to do that, I think he's got the most amount of improvement yeah, out yeah, of the race. Yeah. Well, of course, horses from the Newnham stable have to find new homes, and so do the staff. And uh, she was very impressive, uh, Sophie Brown, to talk to after this race. Uh, she hasn't made a decision where she's going yet, but she was on hand after the race for Mark, who I think was in Hong Kong for a weekend. And uh, Tyler Schiller brought up 50 wins for the season. He appreciated the heavy track today being such a big boy and having the ultimate gear change definitely helped. It's his second start coming back as a gelding and yes. it's definitely made a difference so it's good to have him back in the winner's circle. Well he's been a bit frustrating hasn't he that he hasn't won more races. He's, Is that an understatement? Yeah I think everyone at home's been frustrated with him. He's got so much ability but just hasn't been able to prove it yet but I think today is a good starting point for the rest of the prep. Well whoever gets him is going to have a lot of fun now I would think. Mark's done the hard work. <laughs> I know we've done some miles but yeah definitely whoever gets him next has a good horse with them. And a great milestone for Tyler and the stable. He's brought up his 50th win for the season. Yeah, we're all so proud of Tyler at home. He's been going great guns with the first group one win and He'll be going on to bigger and better things after we've all finished up. You sure will. Where are you going next? Oh, that's a great question. I haven't thought about it too much. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy working for Mark too much, so it's a bit of sweet end, but I'm sure I'll find a yeah. new home soon. Yeah, but you're going to stay in racing. You want to stay in the stable, yeah. uh, some stable somewhere? Yeah, definitely. I've really enjoyed working for Mark, and he's really taught me a lot, and working in the industry, I'm definitely going to stay in it. I really love this horse from Day Dot. I told Mark he was a Melbourne Cup horse, but he... <laughs> Can um, you change your mind? I still think he'll stay, especially when he gets out the back like that, but... This is his distance. He's been getting back in miles his whole life and running on really strongly. And today, no exception, he was powerful through the line. Did you think about getting to the outside of them or it sort of forced your hand you had to go through them because he's a big unit to manoeuvre? He is a big horse. I was just hoping there was a gap there where I needed it. Um, I was going to go around him, but I knew chasing the whole way wasn't going to help us if we went five wide. So I just let him cut the corner, come out, and 
He's a brave horse for a big horse. I know a few of them can be a bit scared, but he's got a bit of nerve. Now, Kaobi, who were uh, in fourth in the Provincial Midway Championships, was a late scratching uh, uh, before that race uh, with the downgrade of the track. Uh, here's Sam Kavanagh with the plans for Kaobi. Sam Kavanagh, you've scratched Kaobi today because of the wet weather. You're going to go to the coast next week? Yeah, if you can get a run. He's a 76 rider, which would have got a run last year. We've got Jay Ford booked to ride. It looks like he'll get 52 kilos. So, look, that was always our plan from the provincial series. We unfortunately missed a trial because of wet weather, and the plan was to run today. But um, the way it's looking out there, I just felt that it was it, it's really uh, changed the circumstances. And uh, a hard run today and trying to back up next week would probably be a bit difficult. So we'll run next weekend uh, if we get a run and go from there. If the conditions are a bit better, you rate the horse's chances highly? Oh, I think so. I mean, he's got a very similar profile to the winner last year, Rustic Steel, who came off a fourth in the uh, Provincial Series and was favourite. So, um, you know, without knowing what's in the field, I'm sure he run well. Uh, more on the coast a little bit later. Now, to this stage of the day, Schiller had ridden two and Gibbards had ridden two. And we've spoken a lot about those two boys on this show. Uh, here's some we haven't spoken about. And he rode his first winner in Sydney, Jet Stanley. Metropolitan, he's ridden about, I think, 10 in Perth and one at Mooney Valley, but a big day for him on his 19th birthday. Yep, and his first Sydney City winner as well. So he's uh, well-travelled round, he's well-educated now, and he's obviously had a good teacher in his father as well. But he, he rode this very, very well. He's, he's quite polished, he's, he's tall. Uh, but um, another import for you, Shani, to put on the list. First time in Australia, unfancied in the market, nice mare nice. who looks to have a future. Yes, she'd only had one trial. And I don't know if Annabelle was in two minds about running her because she didn't, actually didn't put Jed on until yesterday morning. So there was no rider declared there. And that was a really tough effort to do that first up. Um, I thought she was very, very impressive. Notions, she paraded really good and I mm. thought, wow, she might run a cheeky race here first up and she did. Demiana, she already, she bounced back off that disappointing run there at um, Warwick Farm last start. What do we make of Frumos? Has the bubble burst on her? Oh, as soon as you say that, you know what she's going to she'll do. She'll come out. And she'll win at 20 to 1 somewhere. Um, the punters have sort of lightened up on her. Yeah. I, I really like Demiana. She's only a young filly, still learning, and yeah. I thought she did a really good job against a, a few hard heads there, so I, I wouldn't be giving up on her. Weighed in heavy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, he, Joe got suspended, but Joe's right. Joe can go back and ride in Hong Kong today. today. He'd already be there. And then he goes home to Brazil, and he's got three big race days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next week, and then he starts it after that. Just on what he did... He weigh he was fifty so the weight was fifty three and a half. Just add these up, will you? He didn't put Zach Lloyd's lead boots no, on. No, he didn't, but no, he did no, something no. he did something similar. Oh, okay. He was so fifty three and a half. The vest he weighs out fifty four and a half, or supposed to weigh out at fifty four and a half. He weighed out at fifty four nine. So he was just under that He was just that allowable level. Just. If he if he was fifty five they would have had to send him back and Try again. Yeah. So 54.9 he weighed out at. He came back 55.7. So what he did, he weighed out in his normal strides, but he went back and put his wet weather gear on, which are obviously a little bit heavier, that plastic. Yeah. Which they are. Okay. Yeah. And he and he wore he wore them in the race and weighed back in and. So and essentially, he was 300 grams outside of the limit, yes. which isn't a lot, but then. 
when you work it out, he's come back. It's automatic. Well, he was actually, yeah. uh, if, he, if he weighed out at the correct weight, 54 and a half. He would have been fine, but because no, he was he 400 grams over when he weighed out. He's he come back 1.2 kilos over that 54 and a half, but 800 grams more than what he uh, actually weighed out at. Okay. Anyway, they, they took pity on him. Uh, it, it doesn't affect Australian racing because he... Um, he he's can't. Gone. He's, he's gone to back to Brazil anyway. He'll They're come back here. But to, he's got, going home, I believe, to try and convince his wife to move back to Australia. But That's what the talk is. Okay. It's it's all subjective, Ronnie. But that weight, he's only been beaten a short neck. Yeah. Yep. But as he, like you said, it's subjective. It's um, a, but it's still a serious charge. It's a serious enough charge considering what happened there and, yeah. and the margin. So yeah, he might have been a little bit lucky there. He might have been a little lucky. Um, now, uh, Rob Archibald representing the stable. Uh, Annabelle's got a runner in Hong Kong today. And uh, here's Jet Stanley after his win as well. She's been pleasing us at home. Um, she's got good wet track form overseas. So um, she pulled up really well. We thought we'd just be a good starting point for her. We weren't quite expecting the, the heavy conditions, but um, the fact that she'd cope well with it overseas gave us a bit of confidence to come here. Only a rating 77. So uh, have you got high hopes? going forward? Yeah, look, first start for the stable. We're just learning about her all the time. Um, obviously, we loved her trial. Fantastic um, result here first up. So I think we'll just take it step by step. We're not in any rush with her. She's, um, she's a very unassuming filly. She just does what she has to do. So, um, yeah, really pleased for the owners. First start race, and they've been great supporters of the stable. So um, very excited, so it's pleased for them. And you've given Jetty's first uh, Sydney winner as well. Yeah, I thought he rode, rode her beautifully. So, um, Big credit to him, he's been, um, not with us a long time, but he's been working very hard, so um, really pleased for him to get the reward. Yeah, it's super way to do it in Sydney, and especially my first winner for my new boss, Annabelle Nisham. Um, the whole team there, they're all so helpful, and everyone gets along, so it's great to be able to get my first winner here on Saturday at uh, <laughs> Rose Hill. Have you had much to do with this horse at home? Uh, not a lot of um, much to do with this horse. I've ridden it a couple of times. Um, it always felt like a nice horse. The first run in Australia was today. Um, the whole race, just she jumped so well and I didn't really want to get to the lead, just wanted her to settle in behind. She did beautifully and coming around the corner I just knew I had the leaders beat, just didn't know what was coming from behind and once they joined it really switched back on again and, and fought hard and didn't even need a just hands and heels and it just went super in about third or fourth gear. For her to do that today, first up one trial, there'd have to be a lot of upside. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, it took me ages to pull her up. She still thought she just went for a track gallop. Um, she's come in just not even blowing. So she's a very nice horse and can't wait to see what's underneath that motor. Okay, Shani, breaking news. Where's uh, Tyler Schiller going? Yeah, he's going to Ron Quinton. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, so he's going to Ron Quinton. And of course, Mark's got uh, Jasper Franklin as well. So whether or not Jasper goes over to Ron, I'm not too sure where he's going. But mm. um, yeah, so I think that's a really nice pickup mm. for Ronnie. Yeah, for sure. Rightio, Carl Crusher. Well, this was his race. He beautifully rated by Brad up front. I would have thought he um, would have went a bit quicker, but he slowed up and he loved it at 1400. And once he. Uh, let him loose. They, they, all their wheels were spinning, and this is he's just his perfect race for him. Uh, just set up so nicely and well set up by Joe. Uh, second and third were good. Logan Street Line, well, he was left flat-footed by the leader, but he didn't. He rallied again late beautifully. And Bull Mack, he was excellent considering the way that race was run. And LCO, and that's a nice little run for him for something over a little bit further next time. And, well, Brutality did his thing. He did. He, he sort of... 
he plotted away. And Runs then the best sudden, last hundred. Yes, that's Every what time. he does. <laughs> yep, he got he found a, he found the line late. Uh, yeah, Cole Crusher, that was his race, wasn't it? He, yeah. he relaxed beautifully there for Brad, and uh, it was good to see. And the family own him, so I think he's one of their favourites. Uh, here's Orla Pearl representing Joe Pride, and while Nash was up there showing off in Brisbane, Brad rode a winner here in Sydney. He's been such a good horse, and he's just constantly improving. And today, we knew with the rain coming, he yeah. had a really good chance because he's he's just his ability on the on top of the ground, but as well when it's uh, heavy conditions, he's just really good. And he was in a lovely rhythm today. He was, uh, you know, doing his own thing. Yeah, and Brad said that he was going to get him in in on the rail because. The, not many have actually come up on it, so it seemed to work out for him. He's been a very good horse for your stable, and he's uh, he's Brave's favourite, isn't he? Yeah, he is one of Brave's favourite. He loves him. Um, the the family of 50% in him, and actually his owner's down for the very first time to see him from Queensland. So, oh, that's great. yeah, it was lovely to have him win today for her. Look, I walk a track, and, and uh, thankfully, after riding race four, I had plenty of time off, and um, before this race, and look, if. Um, you get out to you know through to the, the ten wide line. It's been well used now, and and getting to the outside of that, nothing's really been able to to do that today anyway. And and um, so I was adamant that the fence was hadn't been touched virtually, and, uh, and it was the best part of the ground. And, and if we went out to the three, four, five line, it'd be hard. He's a hard horse that he can be able to get out further than that, and that is the worst part of the ground. So I was um, I said to. Obviously, um, connections before the race, um, our best chance is to just, you know, cut the corner and get them chasing. And um, thankfully, it's probably a long last 50, but he held on. OK, and to the last Capo Strata, Zach Lloyd finished the day off with a winner. So he now goes to 55 for the uh, season. He goes out now until the 22nd of May. Oh. So he's got a long time off. The Premiership now reads Zach Lloyd 55. Tyler Schiller, 50. Dylan Gibbons, 49. It's still a race. Still a race. You know, they want to pick, you know, chip away while they got the extra two-week start on him or whatever. Uh, but this was the ride of the day by a long, long, long way. He drew the outside barrier, got the 1-1, saw the race before, ducked back to the inside where the previous winner, um, but Brad showed, he said, well, I haven't used it all day. And it was just <laughs> 10 out of 10. It was just the perfect ride. He'd had a rough day leading up to the last mm. for Zach. All is forgiven. Yeah, all is forgiven. He, he redeemed himself. And you know, Darren, Darren mentions that in his interview, that he'd had a rough old day and pulls out a 10 out of 10. Well, an 11 out of 10 yeah. in the lucky last there. Second and third were both good first up, Danish Prince and Shame on Us. So they, uh, they finished uh, the first and the last. Uh, Godolphin, here's Darren Beedman and also Zach Lloyd. He won the race in the first 300 metres, um, just electing to take a sit. Bit of, the street speed was a bit strong for him underneath him and um, saved all the ground. And you know, It was a little bit foreign ground for him. He'd never been on a heavy track, the horse, yeah. and he gave the horse a lot of confidence and built his revs up. And um, no, it was a very professional and win. That inside was probably looking a little bit better towards the end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, the track sort of started even out. It was, it was pretty hard going you know, for, for all all uh, competitors, but uh, no, good gutsy win, and um, no, Zach, uh, I think he rede redeemed himself today. had a very stressful day, and um, just happy I was on a nice horse. I just tried to set myself up for the last and not worry about the previous races, and yeah, it honestly panned out really well, and credit to the horse. He's never been on this ground before, so it was all foreign to him, and he dug in nice, and I was able to get the job done. Was it always your plan to want to duck back to the inside, or is it half hanging in? Um, it was a bit... Um, Right at the moment, sort of thing. Um, I wanted to initially be outside the leader, but there was a fair bit of speed, so I had to ride to plan B, and um, 
I was surprised that the horse that was three wide throughout was able to sustain a pretty good gallop and I didn't feel like I was able to pull him out. So I had to just trust my luck on the favourite and luckily he drifted a bit and I got a nice run through. Okay, so that was Rose Hill yesterday. The next two uh, weekends out of town uh, to Gosford next Saturday and then the following weekend, the two-day Scone Cup Carnival, Friday and Saturday, both classed as Metropolitan Meetings. Um, last year, the coast was won by Rustic Steel from the Chris Lee stable and he went on to win the big dance. So let's go to a break before we come back with Michael Maxworthy and his report from Eagle Farm yesterday. Danny Greer talking about the Lee stable heading to the coast. Danny Greer for the Chris Lee stable. You've got Lock Eagle going to the coast. It's got winning form on soft and heavy tracks. You won't mind it if these conditions hang around. Yeah, exactly. Um, as you said, he's one on the soft and heavy. and. Yeah, he's quite a nice horse. He's put together a really good preparation at this stage. He obviously went down that provincial championships path and acquitted himself quite nicely. And um, most importantly, he's come out of that run in the Team Cup really well. You went down that path with Rustic Steel last year into the coast and it won. So provincial midway form is good for. Yeah, exactly. Similar profile to Rustic Steel. Rustic Steel was looking for the mile at the time and um, it's similar to Lock Eagle this time around. I, I think especially his last two runs, Dylan's ridden him both times and uh, he said both times he's probably looking for that mile now, so I think it's the right time to try that. I'm Wonderful days racing at Eagle Farm yesterday to officially kick off Stradbroke season. It was weather fine, track good, and the track was absolutely perfect. They were winning from all over the place at Eagle Farm. The highlights were clearly the victory stakes and also the guineas, the last two races on McCart. We'll get to that in a few moments' time. But we want to have a look at the closing stages of the opening event on McCart. It was only a four-horse race, 2,200 metres. Serpentine was the interesting runner for Waterhouse Spot first up, over 2,200 metres, and he dictated the pace beautifully, Tim Clark, slipping home in 34-3-2. So he got the sectionals absolutely spot on, but it was good to see this horse return a winner on Australian soil, being a, a former Epsom Derby winner. Now, the first of the highlights, the stakes races was race four. It was the Dalrello over the 1,000 metres for the two-year-olds. Appen Girl was the heavily back favourite here. She sat just behind them on the rails and was presented at precisely the right time by Boris Thornton. Here comes Appen Girl. She quickly accelerates and takes over. She's arrived the inside. Sofrado, party for two. Tiger Shark, but well clear Appen Girl near the line and kept going. Good filly Appen Girl's one. Second, she's a rogue and third, Sofrado. She's still not sure about it, is she? She's quite green, but she's now had two starts for two wins and she'll now head towards the Bill Carter uh, to try and pick up some more black type. A lovely filly in the stables of O'Day Hoisted by capitalist called Appen girl. Now, our next uh, highlight was race seven. It was only a benchmark 85, but it featured Antino. Now, this is the horse that Tony Gollan is desperately wanting to get into the Stradbroke handicap. Prior to yesterday's win, he'd only had 84 points, so he needs to win his way into the Stradbroke handicap. He won yesterday. It was a game performance because he found himself way back off a hot tempo. That's him with the blue cap running on strongly down the outside under Jimmy Orman. Here's Antino lengthening out wide. National choice, the inside coming home late, substantial, but Antino too good. Antino's one. 
second substantial third two national choice. Well, great to see Antino pick up another win and pick up some vital points to get into the Stradbroke handicap under Jimmy Orman. He's probably going to start in the BRC sprint in three weeks' time at Doombin over 13.50. That's one of those win and you're in the Stradbroke races. But he's got to get a start in that. And if he does, he'll only have a light weight. So uh, Tony Gollum will probably require a new jockey because Jimmy Orman can't ride that light. The victory stakes was another highlight. It was race eight on the card. Wait for age 1,200 metres. A terrific lineup of sprinters went to post with Private Eye the favourite. As expected, Prince of Boom and his stable mate Rothfire went across the face of the field to set up a nice tempo. Prince of Boom still just in front. Rothfire's knuckling down. They're clear at the moment, but running home is Powell Laley. And also coming down the outside is King of Sparta. Prince of Boom, Rothfire, Powell Laley, King of Sparta. Rothfire's in front. Rothfire! Rothfire's won from, I think, King of Sparta. Photo third, Powell Laley or Prince of Boom. Well, it was a blanket finish, but Rothfire was able to hold them off. He uh, sat in second place there. The tempo was nice and it really suited him because he was there to strike as soon as they turned into the straight. So it was a great defiant win by the great Rothfire and the crowd went wild when he got to the lead inside the last 100 metres. I thought King of Sparta was fabulous there. He was back a little bit wide. He made up about six or seven lengths in the home straight. So he's returned in great order following a little freshen up. Prince of Boom, good trying to lead all the way. Private Eye, he just looked a little bit flat. He was tight for room late there, but um, he was sort of down on form by his standards. So Rothfire will now head to the Doombin 10,000, but he's got to get over Giga Kick, who's going to line up a warm favourite at Doombin in a fortnight's time. Well, the last race for me was the highlight. It was the Sky Racing Guineas over 1,600 metres. Kovalika was sent off a warm favourite. He had an awkward barrier and he couldn't get in. He was obliged to race three deep without cover. The entire way. Kovalika and Lake the Vowels down the outside. In front, Perfect Thought lifting Kovalika. Perfect Thought, Kovalika, Kovalika lunges, gets up on the line. Kovalika from Perfect Thought. Not sure third, the Vowels out wide. So it's onwards and upwards for Kovalika, written by Nash Rewilla. So Nash with the big group two double, having won earlier on Rothfire. It was a great performance by this guy, only second up. He'll now head towards the Rough Habit Plate and then onto the Derby a couple of of weeks after that. The runner-up was good, perfect thought. He was on pace, give a good kick. And the third horse, the Vows, was exceptional, coming from a mile back, really running on strongly down the outside. So we had some wonderful racing at Eagle Farm yesterday. This coming Saturday, we're off to the Sunshine Coast to host the Gold Coast Turf Club's AD Hollandale Stakes meeting. That's going to be a beauty. Seven feature races on the program, but the Hollandale is going to be a wonderful race featuring headline acts like Zaki and Cascadian. We look forward to that. Thank you, uh, Maxie. Just an update uh, after Maxie filed that report. We've learnt that Cascadian is out spelling, mm -hmm. so he's having a well-earned break. And... Uh, Rothfire's going to the Kingsford Smith. He'll go to the uh, Wait for Age Kingsford Smith at Eagle Farm, not the 10,000. And that is it. Uh, so next week, Gosford for the coast, the Gosford Cup, the takeover target, followed by two days of scone. Yep, looking forward to that. Getting on the road again. Yeah. Thank you, Chantel. Thanks. I'll see you next year. And I'll come yes, back yeah. this time next year when Corey takes his no, <laughs> weekend off. Yeah. You'll be back before then. <laughs> um, enjoy the rest of your weekend.